0: Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com.
1: Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: This is Cruise
1: Cruise Radio. Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. On this show, we'll get a review of Carnival Glory. Eric and his wife just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing, so uh, looking forward to hearing all about that. Sherry Kennedy filling in for Stuart on the cruise guy. He's doing TV in Chicago this week, so he'll be back next week, hopefully, unless he's traveling again. Before we get to Sherry, a couple of housekeeping things. Cruise Radio News. It's our Cruise Radio Facebook group. Just look us up, Cruise Radio News on Facebook. Join the group and kick around the cruise news with us. Also, a lot of uh, articles being released on cruiseradio.net. Be sure to check those out along with the show notes each week posted right there on the left-hand side of the website. All righty. Sherry is back with the cruise news. What's up, Sherry? Oh, not too much. How are you doing? First things first here, uh, a ferry... Very scary here. because I had a couple of friends in San Juan, Puerto Rico that saw this yesterday. Uh, a ferry boat caught fire off the coast of San Juan, Puerto Rico. What details do you have on this?
2: More than 500 passengers were rescued from this burning ferry boat off the coast of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. It was about two miles offshore when it happened. And, and the ship is called, well, it, actually, it's a ferry boat. And, you know, what it, the news kept calling it a cruise ship in the beginning, which sparked my attention. And, uh, no, it was a ferry boat named the Caribbean Fantasy, and it was on a routine run between San Juan and Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. The fire broke out in the engine room uh, as a result of a fuel hose that burst and caught fire. According to what they said on the news, 512 passengers were rescued by the Coast Guard and local police. Of that, 256 people were treated at hospitals mostly for heat stroke and dehydration. And some were, of course, in shock, as you can well imagine.
0: It's amazing that that many people got off of a ship and there was no deaths, you know?
2: Yeah, the only um, serious injuries, and, and, you know, it is serious, but not that. Some people did get crunched in the shuffle to jump off, you know, to jump into the lifeboats. Yeah. And those were really among the 10 that were hospitalized were mostly for broken bones and things of that nature. Uh, It's interesting because the ferry boat is owned by American cruise ferries. And like I said, it goes back and forth between the two islands several times a week. And I have never seen it. Have you?
0: Yeah, I never have. But back to your point about calling it a cruise ship. So I actually emailed the Coast Guard about this this morning because it sparked my interest too when I saw a cruise ship, and the Coast Guard told me that class of vessel is uh, categorized as a cruise slash cargo ship. So Interesting. yeah, so. If you say cruise ship, yeah, it's not an actual cruise ship, but it does have 145 cabins in it as well. So we'll leave that at that. Uh, Moving on here, Carnival Cruise Line and the Port of Baltimore teaming up for even a longer partnership. Some good news for the folks up north in the Mid Atlantic.
2: It is especially if you're within driving distance. Carnival has renewed their contract with with Baltimore, Maryland, through December of 2018, and this is following a previous two-year contract and what's really cool is this also includes three one-year extension options so that's a little bit you know i'm thinking that's pretty hopeful they're going to stick around in baltimore for a while and they've been there they've been based in baltimore on and off since two thousand nine
0: One more piece of Carnival news here. Carnival debuting a new fee-based seafood venue on Carnival Conquest. They're piloting it on this ship to see if it takes off. Uh, What details do you have on this?
2: Try saying that fast three (laughs) times. (laughs) A fee-based seafood venue. Mm -hmm. It it used to be free. In fact, former fish and chips station aboard the Carnival Conquest. It's been renamed the Seafood Corner. And like you said, it's fee-based A specialty snack venue, I guess is how you could sort of call it. Um, They're serving a lot of a la carte seafood items in addition to the $6 fish and chips. For $4, you can get a bowl of New England clam chowder. And for $10, you can get a fried seafood platter.
0: This seems to be taking a page off of Carnival Vista and the Seafood Shack on the back end of that ship. But we should say that, like you mentioned, this isn't just fish and chips. It's an expansive new menu with everything from clam chowder to lobster rolls and more. Uh, One other thing that uh, we forgot to mention or I forgot to put in the talking points is that Carnival also added a branded barbecue joint on there as well on the Lido deck. Uh, kind of like the one on Carnival Magic, but without the Guy Fieri branding.
2: And it's it's complimentary.
0: Yes, the barbecue joint is complimentary and the seafood venue on Carnival Conquest only is fee-based. Now that we have that taken care of, we will <laughs> talk about celebrity cruises and them adding more short cruises to the Caribbean. I always like to see this.
2: Well, I think it's a great idea too. I won't jump up and down too much though because there's not a lot of these being offered. For example, this winter, Uh, Celebrity Silhouette will have two sailings that are considered short, a three- and a four-night sailing this January of 2017. And aside from that, from Fort Lauderdale, the only other option is Royal Caribbean. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, having shorter sailings out of Fort Lauderdale is wonderful. And uh, in 2018 is when we will see the Celebrity Summit come in with one, just kind of one four-night and one five-night sailing from Fort Lauderdale, and they're going to go to Key West, Nassau, and Cozumel. It's nice. You know, I wish there were more, but, you well, know, it's better than nothing. Well,
0: and on those three- and four-night sailings this year, uh, that kind of excites me getting to sail a Solstice-class ship for only three yeah. or four nights. Because yeah, they don't save those for the longer sailings.
2: That's right. And, and the summit is, you know, that's the, probably isn't that one of the last of the other classes? It ship? is, yeah. Yeah, and, and that ship has a lot of personality, and people love it. It's going to have the four-night cruise departing on Thursday, March 29th. That will go to Nassau, spend a day at sea, and then head to Key West, while the five-night cruise is on March 24th, has two sea days. We'll also go to Key West, Cozumel, and then head home. Um, It's interesting because if someone, they just announced this, and it's just open for booking, and on the four-night cruise, the Aqua Class staterooms are already sold out. Oh
0: wow, that's yeah. Last but not least, here we have a story. I don't want to say scary story, but a story that could have turned out a lot worse than it really did for an older uh, Princess Cruises passenger who was in Alaska recently.
2: Seventy-nine-year-old Princess Cruises passenger. She was aboard the Coral Princess. Was on a shore excursion from Juneau. She took a wrong turn while on a hike and got lost. Um, this happened over at Nugget Creek Trail. And by nightfall, she was totally disoriented. And the next morning, she dusted herself off and walked to the Mendenhall Glacier Visitor Center. No worse for the wear. Mm-hmm. Um, police apparently had organized a search party the night before, but they suspended it at midnight.
0: Huh,
2: that's yeah, weird. I know. Yeah, but she was dressed properly. She had on her layers and a raincoat, so she did okay. And police picked her up at the Visitor Center and drove her to the airport. She rejoined her ship in Ketchikan, so what could have been a really horrible incident had a very happy ending to it all.
0: Can we just say how lucky she is? Because Juno has a ton of bears.
2: You know, I was thinking about that, and you know, I'd be more worried about the spiders.
0: <laughs> well, you know, about a year ago, a bear walked into a bar
2: on oh, in yeah. Juno. Remember bear that. Walked- i I don't know but it sounds like a good good beginning of a joke
0: yeah that's true too last but not least we have a question from ed ed says are reduced deposit sales really worth it now of course what ed's asking about is that it seems like every month one of the cruise lines has a 49 dollar reduced deposit sale or a half off reduced deposit sale at the end of the day are you really saving money or is it more of a less money up front type thing
2: I think it's all psychological. Sure, I mean, who who wants to tie up their money for if you're booking a year and a half out, you know, with a four hundred dollar deposit or two hundred, if you can pay forty nine dollars. So I think it's a very it's a very smart strategic um, move that just really appeals to people that forty nine dollars. Sure, I can book my cruise, and chances are they won't cancel. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's very appealing. I look for the the discount deposits. I haven't stumbled on any yet, but I keep watching for something. So I think they're a great idea. Um, And, you know, I think it gives the the passenger a control over their money because, you know, if you're not, like I said, a year and a half out or a year out, you'd much rather have your money you know, stay in your bank account than someone else's, right?
0: And on average, the final payment is normally due how long before the ship actually sails?
2: Well, it always was 60 days prior. Mm -hmm. And then they decided, well, with holiday sailings, let's make it 70 days prior. And now with longer sailings, let's make it 90 days prior on some of the cruise lines. So it's, it, that is changing also, you know, and, and you have to, and, and there are even some cruise lines, if you miss your final deposit date, they're going to cancel your cruise. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, they will. I've been there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not pretty.
0: Yeah, for sure. We've been talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Sherry, thanks so much for giving us our weekly dose of cruise news.
2: Thanks, Doug. Talk to you later.
1: This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling?
2: parkwest makes us excited to spend money on art
1: to find out more about parkwest gallery visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the parkwest gallery icon if you missed any part of the show or want to hear more go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel or go to itunes and search cruise radio follow us on twitter at cruise radio Follow
0: follow me So we always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, drop me an email, doug at cruiseradio.net. Like Eric, Eric and his wife just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Glory. How are you doing, Eric?
1: Doing great. Just got back.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so awesome. Very jealous, too. Now, before we get the Carnival Glory and the ship itself, let's take a step back. And what made you want to take this seven-night Eastern sailing aboard Carnival Glory?
1: This is our fourth cruise, our third with Carnival. We really love the Carnival cruise line. And part of it was timing with, with my job and everything, trying to get the, the dates right because I had a couple of schedule changes. But we actually are repeating a few of the ports we did last year. And one of the new ones was St. Thomas. So we we're really excited about getting to St. Thomas and getting back to San Juan and uh, Grand Turk. So the schedule was part of it, but just getting back to Eastern Caribbean was, was something that re- we were really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, let's talk about embarkation. Once you got to the port, how was the embarkation process for you?
1: We had faster to the fun, which we've done before. And uh, I'm telling you, from parking garage to being on the ship in our stateroom unloading uh, or unloading our carry ons it was probably 30 minutes at tops, which okay. was really good. The only negative that we experienced was, um, and a little disappointing, is we learned at security about the change with uh, from bottles to cans as far as what you can take on with you, and uh, they handled it really well and they were very friendly. But it's a little disappointing for us. But uh, hey, it all worked out great. We got on the ship, we had a blast, and uh, it was a, it was a smooth uh, smooth time getting from garage our room,
0: Nice. Now, uh, I haven't been on Carnival Glory since 2012 and since then it's undergone FunShip 2.0. Uh, so what was your first impressions when you boarded Carnival Glory?
1: Man, this is, this is a great ship. It's roomy. Uh, we love the style. The colors were really great. It looked really good for a ship that's, what, 13 years old. And, man, I can tell you the staff and the crew were absolutely phenomenal. One thing I'll say uh, about this ship that we learned, we were on Sunshine last year. But I'll tell you, there was lots of room on on deck for us to find a chair or a hammock up in the Serenity deck, and we just loved it. It was a great ship.
0: Nice. Now, you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think of it?
1: Uh, We had a a Lido deck balcony in the middle of the ship, which was new for us. We've always been kind of on the back of the ship with one of those extended balconies. But we loved being in the middle of the ship, in the middle of the action, the room size was great, there's plenty of storage, nice layout. We really enjoyed our cabin. It was great.
0: Switching gears here to talk about the food aboard Carnival Glory. Of course, you have the Lido Deck, the, the main dining room. You also have some of the uh, is there a guys burger joint on Carnival Glory? Oh yes, there is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like how you said that. So, let's talk about the Lido oh, yeah. yeah, let's talk about the Lido Deck buffet area first, then kind of hit like the Guys and the Blue Iguana Cantina. What did you think of them all?
1: We had breakfast every morning on the Lido deck, except the one we had on the C-Day. We did the, uh, the C-Day brunch. But the breakfast was phenomenal. The lunches, of course, we hit Guy's Burger Joint. I, I hit it three times pretty hard. My wife, uh, <laughs> and, and we loved it, man. And we did Iguana Cantina, and I love their burritos. They were fabulous. And uh, the lunch was pretty good. A couple times where we, uh, we had lunch on the Lido deck, it was the food was hot. It was good, good variety. The food was good overall. Just loved it.
0: Cool. Uh, let's talk about the main dining room. What what time dining did you have?
1: We had any time dining, which is kind of the same thing we always do. We really uh, we we had a, a great meal every night. You know, which is you know, a lot of people kind of seem surprised sometimes about the the, the food. The quality was really good. I had uh, steak a few nights. That was great. We did the steakhouse too the first night. And when you do that the first night, it kind of it kind of sets the bar for everything else. But I can tell you that the dining room staff the food was good and as you know uh, as everyone else knows man the desserts on carnival are top notch yeah, yeah, we for, for we sure. love love the dining room
0: does carnival still offer a free bottle of wine if you do the steakhouse on the first night
1: absolutely and and the the neat and we we took advantage of that it's it wasn't the the greatest bottle of wine but the great thing that they do offer is they offered us 50% off uh, another bottle if we wanted to purchase it. Cool. And we could take it back to our room, or they could uh, bring it out on another night when we're in the dining room. Nice. So that was, that was a nice deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about entertainment aboard Carnival Glory. How was that for you?
1: Well, the, the thing we, we, we had, a couple of the shows that were going on were, were repeats that we had seen before, So, uh, but we watched them anyway and loved them. The, the quality of the entertainment was good. A couple of things that were new for us, we uh, – we had a, um, a variety show with a, a singer that used to be with a group from the 50s, uh, the Lettermans, mm-hmm. and he was great. It was kind of a Vegas kind of music, uh, 50s, 60s kind of music, which was really nice. And then there was this juggler, comedian juggler, which was kind of unexpected, but he was fabulous. He had the whole, uh, the whole crowd was having a blast, so we enjoyed both of those shows.
0: How was the comedy shows?
1: Oh, they were great. They had—I can't remember the guy's name—but uh, they had two really, uh, two really good comedians. One guy who had been on uh, the Tonight Show before. They were fabulous. We went to uh, one of the early ones and then one of the late ones, but uh, couldn't get enough. Wanted to stay longer. Wished it it would have been a longer show, but it was. They were
0: great, top notch. How was the music scene around the ship?
1: I'll tell you, they uh, on the Lido when we came on. They had a uh, a guy with a steel drum. And um, and and some Caribbean music going on, and, and that was that set the tone for the whole the whole cruise for us. In the main lobby area, where that uh, where that bar is in the main lobby, and the stage, they had some of the best musicians that that I'd heard in a long time on a cruise ship. And they had uh, they had a, a lot of the after parties after some of the shows with some of the musicians and singers and stuff, and it, it was great. We really really enjoyed that.
0: On your seven night cruise, I know you had a couple of sea days. It being an Eastern Caribbean sailing, how did the ship handle on sea days as far as the passenger flow in the, the food areas and all of that?
1: No problem with the food areas. Uh, things moved real uh, smoothly. That's one of the days that we uh, we hit the uh, the Lido deck buffet. One of the things that, that Terry and I were really really happy about on the Glory and 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 really sold us on this ship was it was you know it was it was fully booked, but it didn't feel crowded. My wife and I really love the Serenity deck, and we love the clamshells and the hammock seating that you can get. And there was not one day, even on the sea day, that we weren't able to go up and either find a clamshell that we could kind of veg out in or a hammock. And my wife and I love to just lay out in a hammock. So um, the sea days were great. There were no problems finding seats. We loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: Were there uh, a lot of kids on this sailing?
1: There were some, but you know, it's it was later in the season. I think some of the schools, maybe in going back in session so uh, we saw quite a, we saw a few kids but not like when we had sailed in early June before you yeah. know it, it seemed to be yeah. a, a few less children than than what you would normally see that time of year so
0: what ports did you hit on this seven night sailing and which one was your favorite
1: well, Half Moon Cay, which we had seen 16 years ago on a on our uh, a cruise that we went on, it had changed a lot. Um, we, my wife and I take our own snorkel gear when we go on cruises, and I'm going to tell you something. Half Moon Cay, it's just great to hit the beach, put on the snorkel gear, go up, uh, and just uh, you can see so much. A few stingrays. We loved it. The buffet was good that they had on shore. Easy to get to, easy in, easy out. We went to San Juan last year, so this year what we did. We just uh, disembarked, found a nice coffee shop, got a nice latte, did a little shopping, got back on the cruise ship, and went to the spa and had an absolutely awesome time at the spa. First time we've ever done that. Ah, very cool. Um, Yeah, and, and we hit St. Thomas, did this Turtle Cove catamaran snorkeling adventure. That was the best. My wife said that I did a great job choosing that excursion, and I'll trust her, her judgment on that. So <laughs> we had a blast. <laughs> And then last, of course, is Grand Turk, which we were there last year, but you can't beat Grand Turk. A little Margaritaville, a little beach, a little something that I learned about Grand Turk. When we first got off the ship, there were a lot of locals trying to sell us umbrellas and such. What we found out is the Grand Turk authority there actually provides you clamshells for free. So I grabbed a clamshell with one of the, the local folks that worked there and gave them a really nice tip, and it all worked out great for us.
0: Nice. So you make your way back to Port Miami. How was disembarkation for you?
1: Well, it was, it was really good, and it went really smoothly. Again, we had faster to the fun, which made it uh, work really well. However, the night before, one of the passengers' children became very, very ill, and we had to take a detour to Nassau the night before our return day, And uh, that delayed us getting in a little bit, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. But I'll be honest with you, easy off. We uh, left the Golden Dining Room probably at 8.00. Uh, 8.15. We uh, got down, got our luggage off the carousel, which, by the way, is phenomenal in Miami to get that, that be able to have the carousel to get your luggage off.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: were through uh, customs and paid our car garage fee and on the road probably no later than 10 o'clock. It
0: was uh, quick. Not bad. Uh, any first-time tips do you have for uh, any, anybody sailing Carnival Glory or an Eastern Caribbean itinerary?
1: Three things I'd say. One is, Go to the spa and book it during a port day. The prices are much lower, and uh, the attention you get is is phenomenal. We did that and loved it. If you're celebrating a birthday or anniversary, make sure you tell Carnival beforehand. My wife and I got a $50 discount on the spa, $25 discount card for dinner, and we've got uh, a nice little gift to be able to buy uh, one of the formal portraits that we had done while we were on ship. And I'll just say this. My wife and I uh, go on a cruise to relax. But I'll tell you what, if you spend time with the staff and get to know them, they work so hard, six to eight months at sea could probably be very, very difficult. But my wife and I tried really hard to, to show gratitude and, and to get to know some of the staff, and we made some great friends while we were there. So one of the tips I'd, I'd make is, is, is just be real kind to the crew and get to know them, use their names, and they'll take great care of you.
0: Looking back over your seven-night cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you?
1: I would say the spa, the steakhouse, and our St. Thomas excursion. Those cool. three stand out as the best.
0: In closing, here, Eric, what are your final thoughts of Carnival Glory?
1: The ship that we we will definitely sail on again. We've been on uh, uh, the Victory, we've been on the Sunshine, and the Glory. And uh, if there's a cruise that works out for us next year on a different uh, a different itinerary, we'll definitely we'll definitely hit the Glory again. We love it.
0: We've been talking with Eric. He just returned from a seven night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Glory. Eric, thanks so much for being on the show this evening and sharing your review, buddy.
1: Thank you, Doug. Enjoy your show, my friend.
0: A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip.